Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The first 15-0 champion since the 1800s. Congratulations. The Clemson Tigers are your brand new national champions going undefeated after an absolute rout of Alabama, 44-16. It is a final. 
Alabama players are walking off the field. Tua Tonga Viola sat on the bench for quite a long time. Trevor Lawrence has taken pictures and selfies, and Dabo Sweeney's being interviewed. It is all orange. And if I squint, it looks like Syracuse has won the national title. It is all orange tonight as Clemson, a game that none of us saw coming. No. None of us saw this no, coming. No, if you saw it going uh, in a bigger, uh, the point spread was what, five and a half, six in a lot of places. You thought there was going to be uh, you know, a, a distancing, then it would be, well, the master gets it done and Tua and crown him and the whole thing, and they figure out the freshman quarterback. Instead, he's standing tall in the pocket. His wide receivers look like they're a Hall of Famers. You got Jerry Rice on Twitter going, what the hell was that <laughs> on some of Justin Ross's catch? I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on here, and Dabo Sweeney, you know what? Crown him. Put the crown on him. He has vanquished Nick Saban and kicked him to the curb if until the rematch next year. There's pin. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm glad they didn't go for 50 at the oh, end. Oh, I wanted to see it. It they, would have been extra spicy. They crown, them, crown their ass. They kneeled on the football with less than a minute left to go, likely because Dabo Sweeney knows, well, we're going to play them for the national title again next year, and they may use that as motivation. That also would have hit the over, right? I believe they still hit the under, right, for this game? Was it still under for this? I believe that is and how, correct. And how horrible of a bet did that look in you know when it was six minutes to go in the first quarter? That's what I'd like to see. The in-game betting, if I wanted to bet the under after Alabama scored the touchdown and make it 14-13, what kind of odds would I have gotten right there? That is if a good If I could question. have bet the under there. But seeing this blowout, as we said, nobody saw this coming. And people picked Clemson. But no, there's not one person saying, you know what, Clemson, they're going to blow the doors off of Alabama. Alabama's going to make mistakes. They're going to look like they're not prepared for the game, and Clemson's going to win in a rout. You hear this phrase all the time where an upset happens and someone says, you know, nine times out of ten, Team X would win. This was that tenth game. And I don't know that it's nine out of ten, but I would say seven times out of ten, Alabama wins this football game. I'd say seven times out of ten, Alabama wins, especially with Clemson freshman court, a lot of things going on. And I'm wondering if this is one of those three times that Clemson wins because Alabama was ill-prepared for this game, as you've seen. They, they looked like they had no idea what Clemson wanted to do defensively as they got pressure on to a tongue of Viola and offensively when Alabama couldn't cover their wide receivers. So this is one of those games where that happened, where Alabama just shoots themselves in the foot Tua, who threw five picks all season long, throws a pick six. They they can't convert three fourth downs. They have an ill-advised fake field goal that really was the game because they, they fake a field goal, don't get it, and then Lawrence throws a touchdown where Alabama's DB falls down injured and Justin Ross is off to the races. That three-play swing right there is what did the game in. I'm wondering if this was, hey, seven out of ten times Alabama wins, this was one of the three times for Clemson. Plan the work, work the plan. They didn't execute. The excellence of execution all on Clemson from pillar to post. The offensive line doing a great job protecting Lawrence. They didn't have much in the run game, but you know what? Giving him time to stand tall in the pocket, getting the wide receivers open. So when you look at it, you have Loxley and the questions on the offensive side of finding Tua and getting him through his progressions, going away and abandoning the run at different points. And obviously once they ran off the 30 unanswered, that goes away. But you're also looking at the the question for uh, Pete, Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator, for Alabama just promoted this year. What happened? 
Where did you get lost? Why were these guys uh, getting such open space and getting that kind of distance and separation throughout? So here's here's what the uh, close. Our buddy Todd Furman, he joins us at Todd Furman. Lock it in is where you find him on FS1 each and every day. So the line had opened at 61.5 for the over-under. Mm-hmm. So you came close. If you bet it, uh, you get you get your under. Uh, it closed at 57 and a half oh! before kickoff. So uh, barely uh, get the over uh, oh, to come so in So it there. got down to 57 yeah, and a half. Oh. I know it had been bet down because the, the idea was the the defenses and Nick Saban making the adjustments to keep Lawrence uh, contained. Uh, conversely, that, that Dabo Sweeney would find somewhat of an answer for Tua. Uh, I didn't think it had moved an entire four points. No, no, I'd, that's different. Because I'd seen yes. it at 61 to start. I didn't mm. know where it had closed officially, uh, but there's our update from Todd Furman. Find him at Todd Furman. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me throw this by. Look, we talked about Alabama being a team that was not ready to play this game, right? Clemson was able to out everything then. So one of the biggest things that we've had coming off this bowl season is that, oh, you see this team getting blown out in the playoff, they don't deserve to be there, right? Notre Dame didn't deserve to be there after losing 30-3. to Oh, look at Georgia. I'm glad Georgia wasn't in because they lost to Texas. And by the transitive property... Those same people, I want them on Twitter and everyone to say Alabama didn't deserve to be in the national That's championship right. game, right? Clearly. Because they lost 44-16. That argument is so stupid because what, what, what basically what you're saying is every game should be close. Do you ever watch people watch sports? This is how football and how everything goes. Some games are close. Some games are close for a while. Some games aren't close at all because that's why they play the games on the field. All right, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. So – if you say, oh, well, Notre Dame shouldn't have been in because look at them getting beat. Look at look at Georgia. Oh, yeah, because Georgia didn't show up for their bowl game for the first half because they weren't playing for anything. They were disappointed at being not let in. So, of course, Texas is going to show up with more at stake. But when you get to the playoff games, things happen. Sometimes the games are close. Sometimes they're not. The issue with the playoffs is that you have three or four 12-1 teams or 11-1 teams, and how do you say which is the best out of all of them? You have at least one Power 5 conference that's not going to be represented in the playoff right now, no matter what you do because the math just doesn't work. And this year, we had three conferences that didn't have teams in because we had Notre Dame get in. The playoff needs to be bigger so you can at least say, okay, fairly, we have all our conference champions and we have three wild cards in. This is why eight teams is where it needs to be. And we saw today from the NCAA and, and, and the College Football Playoff Committee saying, no, no, we need more time to study things and see. Yeah, you got to figure out a way for bowl games to make money. I understand. But the eight-team playoff is the perfect one because we get all the teams that are playing from different conferences. We get all the champions that come in. Yes, would one champion come in maybe at 9-3? and three? Yeah, but you know what? You won your conference. Power five. It's the way it goes. Right, We can let in Central Florida can be one of those teams, make everybody happy. That's the fairest way to go because right now you are just letting teams who would qualify normally for the playoffs, you're leaving them out. you got 120 teams in college football, four get into the playoff, four. You can add four more to that. And to use the the excuse and the rationale that, well, teams get blown out in, in, in the bowl games, they don't deserve to be there. Oh, so if it was close, y'all, they deserve it. But because and that's just that's like someone doesn't watch sports. But yet I see smart people that are saying that. Oh yeah, that's why playoffs gotta stay at four. Playoffs got no no playoff has to move a little bit because you gotta let a couple more teams in. Right. And if it ends up being another blowout, so be it. The math just doesn't work. Five conferences, four slots. 
plus Notre Dame, plus Florida, you know, Central Florida, and, and just go on down the line, right, where you have others that rise up and have a big season as well. The, you're leaving that many co- conference champions out from your, your top five uh, conferences, so it, it just becomes a, a simple math problem, and now you just have to figure out how the money all works because that's it. Everybody wants to make sure they get their, their time at the trough and, and get fed, and certainly – People made a big deal about attendance for some of the bowl games. Didn't matter. The TV ratings were all still good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, national champion, six catches, 153 and a touchdown, Justin Ross. Justin, congratulations on the win. Who's this? Justin, can you hear us? Are you there? Hey, it's Fox Sports Radio. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. We've been saying for the past hour, you should be able to go right to the NFL after tonight. <laughs> I think I wanted to do. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I mean, we're watching. We're creating our own highlight reel. I mean, the the one-handed grab. You know, the comparisons my partner made for you, Justin, is uh, he's like, all right, let's put him and DeAndre Hopkins together, uh, and we've got a one-two combination for the ages. Yes, sir. Is I mean we we went out and played a played a great game and it, I wouldn't be able to make those plays without the rest of my team. Hey, have you heard the call of your uh, big long touchdown yet? I, 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 I have I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you want to hear it? Oh, sure, sure, sure. All right, take a listen. We're playing it for you right now. Back to pass, going to throw, have it complete at the forty and turn it upfield and hit it for the end zone and it'll be a touchdown. Justin Ross. There it is. How does it feel to hear that? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I never would imagine hearing that. Hey, obviously, there are many people that expected you guys to win this game, but to win it so dominant the way you did, what was the key for you? Um, just going out there and making plays. I mean, we the, the, the coaches can set up can set up the play, the play calls for us, but we just got to go out there and make plays. You know, I've said all night what surprised me the most about the game is how wide open you guys were. Your wide receivers were wide open all game. It looked like Alabama had trouble figuring out what you guys were trying to do. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we, just had, we just had to go out there and just find a soft spot in, in, the, in the secondary and make, make the plays that were there. Yeah, putting the hands out and uh, Trevor throwing a pretty ball all night long, as he has all year, but uh, just making it look easy and, and to think that you guys can wreak havoc on college football uh, together again next year. I'm already ready for September. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, I, we're not done yet. We're just getting started as an as offense and as a whole team, really. All right, so so take me through this here. During the course of the regular season, you play pretty well. And then when the when the playoffs come, you're 12 catches for like 300 yards and three touchdowns. What was it the last couple of games against both Alabama and Notre Dame for you? Um, I, 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 realized, I realized the stage that I, that I was playing on, and, I felt, and, I, and the coaches put me in to play a big role, and I had to turn the switch, and I had to grow up, I had to grow up quicker, than, quicker than a lot of freshmen. All right, so tell me, what was stuck to your hand you were able to make that catch on third and 14? When you were going out of bounds, you stuck your right hand back and pulled that in. I mean, I, mean, I had to give all that to my coaches, just, just, developing, just developing me and giving me the ball skills that I have. But sometimes you just got to go up and make the play. Justin Ross joining us, part of the national title winners tonight, the Clemson Tigers getting it done, uh, pasting, housing. 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Justin, I mean, we alluded to it before, but what do you think of the rule that precludes you from going to the NFL? Is that something you guys think about at all during the course of the season? Uh, I don't really much think about it because I got I, I know I know I got a lot of, a lot more work to do, so I don't really think about it. And I just I just go on and play play with my team. All right, so tell me how you celebrate tonight. What do you go do? Um, I don't know yet, but I I, I know I know it's gonna be something to see. <laughs> there it is. Grab some of that confetti. Congratulations, you guys wearing the crown. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, take it easy, Justin. Congratulations on the win. All right, there goes Justin Ross, six for one fifty-three and a touchdown. Look, we we played the highlight for me. Said so I could never imagine that. No, I, I could look, never it's, it's the things you you dream of as a kid, right? You put yourself in position. You play any kind of sport, and it, whatever it is, you translate yourself into that pro side of things. For Justin Ross tonight, a, a freshman, as you mentioned, back to back weeks with six catches, over one hundred forty receiving yards, a total of three touchdowns, and just an amazing run opening up the offense. And to think that they're just getting started, right? We've chronicled it all night, how young this team is. Amazing. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And speaking of Clemson, they have already opened as the 2020 title favorite. They are the only team with single-digit odds. Clemson number one, Alabama number two, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan. Uh, Syracuse will be moving up after they upset Clemson. Oh, look at uh, you. In the one. fall. Yeah, but we'll be moving up. It's okay. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The favorites for 2020 after thumping Alabama 44-16. to Clemson wins their second national championship, second one beating Nick Saban. And Alabama joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports College Football NFL Draft Analyst Joel Klatt. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joel Klatt. Joe, thanks for stopping by. How you doing? Good. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, man. What's Good. up? We're just we're we're watching. We got all kinds of questions coming off this game. We're just firing at you. You ready? I'm ready. All right. First things first. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, we had Justin Ross on the show a few minutes ago and talked to him and said, "Hey, how do you feel about not being able to go to the NFL? Seeing what you're doing as a freshman, the last couple of games, Trevor Lawrence. He's ah, oh, I'm not thinking about that. I got a ways to go, develop wise. But this is a night where we saw Trevor Lawrence. And look already." Number one overall pick in the draft in 2021. Ross has a phenomenal DeAndre Hopkins-type night. Etienne is a sophomore and five yards a carry, and he's having in the middle of a phenomenal career. Is it time to to reignite that debate of, hey, freshmen should be allowed to get to the NFL if they're ready? Well, I mean, just to, to your point, I think that there would be a strong case made for a guy like Trevor Lawrence that he might be the top quarterback in this year's draft if he was able to come out. Um, now, some might disagree and say he needs more reps, but I think that there, there's a conversation about that. And the fact of the matter is, is that in this country, under our Constitution, I feel like it is un-American that it is a skill that you can possess that's one of only two skills that you can possess that you cannot monetize until some given point in your life that is negotiated for you with you not at that table. Every other skill, and I'm not talking about a degree, right, or a prerequisite, like, like being a doctor or a lawyer. I'm talking about a skill. If you're a cellist and you're a good enough cellist to make money, you can go be a professional cellist, whatever age you want. Soccer is that way. Baseball is that way. You know, there, there's so many of these that right at 18, you can go and you can make a living. And playing football and playing basketball are the only two skills that you can't do that. And I think that that's un-American. Now, what's the fix? I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure because that's not an NCAA rule. That's not something that these athletes have a lot of say in. That's an NFL rule, and it's collectively bargained between the owners and the players, and the players sitting at that table have no incentive whatsoever to allow the player pool, if you will, the talent pool, to grow because then they would be in jeopardy of losing their own jobs. Is so it's, it, a difficult, it's a difficult question, guys. I will tell you that, but I think it's one that we we have to ask ourselves about. Is it is it is the solutions maybe? Hey, you can apply to get in, and you know the NFL can accept your application or deny your application for whatever reason. Hey, you're not big enough. Whatever. I mean, because right now I, I would say that's a great argument to say. Listen, you need three years. You know, twenty twenty five years ago when when eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids are skinny kids and you're playing in a man's league in the NFL. But you know, guys are getting, kids are getting ready now for the NFL. Their junior year of high school, physically, they're more ready as freshmen than they've ever been. So I don't know that that's something that's that's out the window. And it's just, hey, let them apply at least and go from there. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one way you can go. I think another way that you can go is, is you can incentivize these players to be in school. And one of those ways is that you can go and develop your craft. And then I think that the amateur model that the NCAA should adopt is more like the Olympic model, where we give the name and likeness back to the athlete. I think that would be a much better start. Uh, I don't think that it's the right thing to do to pay the players from the school, but I think that if they have a value that they've created based on their own name and likeness, they should be able to monetize that. Now, that brings up any number, a, a litany of questions and problems, and I certainly understand that, and that's not an easy problem to uh, digest or work through. Uh, having said that, I do think that it would be potentially a solution. I think that we should allow kids to go further into the draft process before they have to uh, say yes or no, we're in or we're out, so that they can have better information in order to make these declarations. And if we allowed for that, I think that we should allow younger players to do that as well. So you can, there's a lot of fixes, but trust me when I tell you guys, there are no easy fixes. Um, and, and that's a that's a problem, and and certainly something that we're going to have to talk about and debate for years to come. Because at this point, like I said, I do feel like it's a bit un-American of us to say that there's two skills that you cannot monetize in your life till a certain point given uh, to you by people negotiating that without you at the table. Brought to you by Joel Klatt for president, 2020. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Joel. It's, I've been on that stump for a long, long time, going back to the Claret and Mike Williams travesty all those years ago, uh, for sure. But as we talk about the greatness of Clemson and everything, you know, we always love the losing locker room, too. Uh, what happened to Nick Saban and his coaching staff here? Because they got punished for well, pillar to post. I think what you saw tonight is, is really the first cracks in what I would call kind of the Saban armor. And, and those cracks were the fact that I felt like his coaching staff was, was inferior to the Clemson coaching staff. And, and the fact that Dabo has been able to maintain some continuity with his staff, namely his offensive coordinators, his defensive coordinator, has allowed them to have more success now with veteran group of players on the defensive side and then even a young group of players on, on the offensive side. There's more continuity in the program, whereas Saban has year after year had to replace kind of both coordinators and, and any number of assistant coaches. And that's a tough thing to deal with. And, and I think tonight, for the first time since I can remember, I can't remember a game that was like this, Alabama was just outcoached 
up and down the field for four straight quarters. And I can't remember a game that was like that. We've seen them get beat. You know, Ohio State just flat beat them. Physically, they just beat them in 2014. We've seen them turn the ball over and lose games like when they turned it over five times and lost to Ole Miss. We've seen Auburn get them at the right time at the end of the season when they had some injuries. We've seen special teams bite them in the butt. Rarely, if ever, have we seen them just get outcoached, physically dominated, and totally run out of the building. That was the worst loss that they've had since his first year. I would uh, uh, venture... Uh, out on that limb, and and this is one that they'll have to look in the mirror at, and they'll they'll be back. There's no doubt they're talented enough to be back, but this is uh, this is one that will that will linger for them. You know, the one thing, Joel, that, that we've been talking about all night here on both sides of the football, we're talking with Joel Clad, college football analyst, Fox Sports, with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, is that defensively it looked like they had no idea what Clemson wanted to do because Clemson's wide receivers, as good a game as Trevor Lawrence had, Clemson's wide receivers were open by five yards, basically on almost every play. And then I watched Tua on the big third down plays not see half the field and not be ready for whatever blitz and scheme is coming his way. It's, it's almost like I watched this game feeling like, did Alabama even practice, even look and see what, what Clemson was going to try to do to them? Because they just were a step slow and step behind Every single thing they try to do, but those are the two things that stood out to me most. A hundred percent, and I think that that's coaching. You know, Tua not being able to recognize where the pressure is coming from, not being able to recognize when the corner is dropping off of his original route and onto the the primary route. All those different things. That's that's a game plan oriented deal. I think it's Tua's worst game that he's played. Uh, I think young players are bound to have bad games. Remember, uh, Clemson almost lost to Syracuse when Trevor Lawrence got banged up. You know, I mean, it, it happens. You have bad days. And Alabama just had their bad day at the worst time of the season. Uh, and they did it against the best team that they had placed. And, and i got to tell you that that game plan defensively for Clemson I thought was brilliant from Brent Venables. He was, he was doing some things that, that were so unorthodox, like he would check into pressures that were automatic checks. For instance, like on the short motion, if an outside receiver came on a short motion, it had to be some sort of uh, tell or, or there was some sort of, percentage that would tell you that that wide receiver wasn't going to be a primary receiver in that corner blitzed two or three times Two it didn't see it got sacked a couple of times um the little things like that those automatic checks really hurt alabama and i think finding those and ultimately going out there and exploiting them was a sensational job it was almost like clemson took the entire time of the semifinal buildup and prepared for alabama while Alabama had to prepare for Oklahoma because of their intricacies on offense and then only prepared for Clemson for one week, it looked like Clemson was the team that prepared for a month and Alabama prepared for a week. All right, Joel, first off, we had uh, our second screen going. The stuff you were doing on digital was uh, fantastic. We had a good good chuckle at the uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer and uh, Hangover references mixed in, leaving no <laughs> pop culture. Uh, reference and stone unturned for sure. So congrats on that. That was a lot of fun to watch uh, and listen to the analysis as you roll through. Uh, does Venables go and uh, take one of these eight NFL head coaching jobs? <laughs> I doubt it. I think that he loves where he's at. You know, Brent's had his opportunities to move and he hasn't. And and at this point, listen, this guy makes north of two million dollars. He loves where he lives. It's a great family atmosphere. He loves who he work for. Who he works for. I don't think that the grass is always greener, and, and I've been saying that for a, a few months now. A guy like Lincoln Riley, I don't think there's any reason for him to go to the NFL. There's no reason for Dabo Sweeney to go to the NFL. Pat Fitzgerald, these guys are making more money in a lot of cases than the NFL head coaches. 
there's much less stress and there's more power in your pocket. Um, I, I, I would much rather be a college coach, but listen, that might be personal preference. Uh, obviously, you may want to climb the mountain and potentially go win a Super Bowl, but these guys have it very good. And if they like the element of recruiting and being around young people, then this is where they need to be. And a guy like Brent, he's had his chances. I don't think he would want to leave for anything. And, and, and I don't know if I was in an NFL team, if I would be wanting to give a head job to a guy that has just been a coordinator at, at the college level. I think that would be a big step. I'm a Jets fan. We'll take anybody. <laughs> Any, anybody that wants it. In fact, I'm interviewing tomorrow, Joel. So Good. I, <laughs> Good for you. Well, you know, hey, he's got Sam Darnold to work with, so he's at least got yeah, something shoot, there. Yeah, man. It's all about the quarterback. Go take that job. There you go. Hey, it was great to see you down in San Diego, uh, yeah, Joel. Yeah, to see you as well. And uh, look forward to 2019. You got it. Have a good one, guys. All right, there goes Joel Klatt. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joel Klatt, Fox Sports College Football NFL Draft Analyst. We'll have him on as we get closer to the NFL Draft. Great stuff from him. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.